Hello, everybody, and welcome. This is TL, and you are now on the front line stereo podcast. Yes, it is still a stereo podcast, people. If you are looking for the news, all those who want me to cover certain topics, <laughs> this is not it. It's just your boy having a conversation with a few friends, talking about a few things, and enjoying the guests that we have on the show. So, hey, y'all know how I like to do it. I Turn my mic up. It's weird today. It's weird. Oh, I know what's going on. We just ain't got the sound turned up in the headphones right. But we'll get to it. How y'all doing out there today? Uh, just trying to get myself turned up. Um, <laughs> get myself turned up. Hey, hey, I hope you guys are tuning in with me. Um, again, I'd like to thank you guys for joining the Frontline Stereo Podcast as usual. And hey, man, we got an interesting topic for you guys today. I know you seen my post today and you said coming to America, TL, everybody's talk about everybody's talked about coming to America. They still talking about coming to America. Um, but, y- you know, when I do a movie review, it's not a normal move- movie review. <laughs> I tend to go left really quick. I tend to um, spot out some differences and some things that are not normally um, talked about. Uh so this is not your normal movie review. Stick with me. Let's talk about coming to America, coming to America. <laughs> and we're going to have some fun with this um, topic today. So stick with me. Uh, as usual, I am not in the studio alone. I am here with the producer, Devin, the average guy. Come on and join me, sir. Hey, hey, What hey. up, what up, what up? Hey, man, I'm glad that we all wait. I'm glad when we get in the studio together, man. Uh we we had this conversation. We started having we started having a conversation about coming to America, and we talked about a few things. But before I get to that, I want to um, pay the bills and make sure everybody have your libations ready. You got your libations ready, hey man. Look, if y'all looking out there, look sponsor. You can come sponsor me. I'll put your glass on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, have your libations ready because um, that's the type of conversation we're gonna have tonight. Uh, the paying the bills, hey. You can listen to us on all streaming services. Um, that's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, you name it. We streaming towards it. Um, and you can always catch us live here on Facebook or you can catch the replay. No, I have not downloaded all the episodes to YouTube yet. We're coming. We're coming. And yes, I'm still working on the website. We're coming. We're coming. I just want things to be right. And until they're right, I don't release them. Um, what I'm also going to do is tell you guys, hey, I want you to go follow the Goodreads list because we're coming up on the next book. I know I said we was going to talk about reading this book in March. Stony the Road is the next book. Um, that's on my Goodreads list. And I, I, I'm actually going to do a full show on Stony the Road. It's not a book club show. I just, I just want us to always be learning and always be um, educating ourselves. So go cop the book, Stony the Road. We're going to start it off in April. Um, reading it, really reading it. I'll start reading it probably next week here. And we get you guys in on Stony the Road and we'll have a conversation about it. We'll do a full show about it. Uh, coming to America, man. Coming to. Coming to. To. To America. Um, I know you think I'm a, <laughs> I know you think this is going to be a regular conversation. It's really not, guys. Um, did you like it? There we go. Here we go. Y'all like my shirt? Look at my shirt. I noticed I, 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 we did this shirt from the Don Miller show. We did this shirt when we were talking about Jesse Smollett. We said the two 
the two Africans was looking. He two Africans <laughs> attacked him with uh, MAGA hats on. We did that. <laughs> we did this shirt then. He he let me wear one. So I'm always promoting my boy. Um, um, <laughs> I'm promoting my boy. We as we talk about coming to America, Don Miller show. Y'all can watch us on the Don Miller show Tuesdays and Fridays as well. Um, but yeah, man, look, we did the we we you 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 side, man. Uh, I'm I'm torn right now. I'm torn. I looked at a I, I, I looked at a few different things when it came to the show. Um when it came to coming to America. And I know there are some negative responses and there are some positive responses out there. For those of the people who are noticing the positive things, big ups to you. For those of you, oh, thank you so much. I got it. I got it. I'm tripping today. Um for those of you who noticed the can y'all see me now <laughs> for those of you who notice some of the who's having some negative reactions to it and you're you're actually going out there live and you're placing you're you're placing in um in the system you're placing in the system out there on the, in the in the interwebs that i hated coming to america too shame on you stop doing that the reason why i'm gonna say shame on you to stop doing that is because that that movie put six thousand black people to work 6,000 6,000 6,000 6,000 yeah there you go 6,000 wow. black people got got jobs because of coming to America we got to be careful about how we um just go out and talk about movies especially ones that um we kind of put together I know yeah the the, the it was the, the group the, the normal group of funders put together this movie but it put 6,000 people to to work and and big ups to Eddie Murphy for um, Eddie Murphy for for um, creating space for six thousand Africans, or I said Africans, six thousand Black people to work. But out of them six thousand Black people, uh-huh. could nobody come and be like, "Hey, we could do this a little bit better." <laughs> <laughs> Man, look, if you got a job, I, I'm sure you don't want to be the person that rocking <laughs> put the boat. Huh? Yeah, I ain't rocking no boat when you I ain't working. Boat, it's it's tough golly. out here in these streets right now. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this is what we're talking about today. There's some interesting things that came about. Um, I don't know if we got our, our guests on yet. He's not. Oh, uh, he's there. Okay, so let me cue, cue what we're really talking about. We're going to talk about coming to America. and I'm going to give my opinion on the whole movie as I see fit. But one thing um, coming to America has absolutely done is given us the opportunity to have a conversation about a, uh, a multitude of things. Mm-hmm. And I had a, we had, I said I had a, Devin, we, the Frontline Stereo Podcast had one of his listeners not a live listener either. <laughs> the people out there on Apple, thank you people out there on Apple and Google Podcasts for listening and not only listening, for somebody must have called that we got an email because they emailed us. Um, frontline stereo, uh, frontline SPC at gmail.com. You can email us too if we're not talking about something we, you want us to talk about. Um, but one of the listeners on um he wanted me to talk about coming to America. I wanted to talk about coming to America. So it, this, this email came right on time. Let me, I'm pulling this email up and I'm going to read it to you. And I'm also going to introduce my guests into this conversation because matter of fact, let's, let's introduce the guests into this conversation. Cause I don't want to read this email twice. And I know he's back there and he can, he can hear us. He's um, getting his camera, so give him give him a minute or two. Okay, well, listen to us while we while we putting this um while, while I'm putting this together. This I got an email. Let me pull let me pull my email together. Let me pull it so I can see it. 
Um, I read my email this week and I got a, a email from a listener said, dear front, dear frontline stereo podcast. I'm an avid listener and I stay up to date on the shows and the, and TL's guest appearances. Thank you for staying up to date on my guest appearances. Oh yeah. I didn't even tell anybody. I just did another show with the Brown Spade um, guys, the Brown Spade podcast. Y'all can find them on Spotify as well. And all the other streaming services, go check those guys out. Um, the Brown Spade, Daniel Hardy and, and, and Cleveland Akins, they, they are awesome. They're doing good work in the black community, but back to this email. I am an avid listener and I stay up to date on all the shows and guest appearances for TL on one guest appearance. TL spoke about family dynamics and fatherhood. I did that on the Brown Spade show in a discussion on the movie coming to America. And oh, in, oh, I'm sorry. As I discuss this movie coming to America and all my small circles, no one ever speaks about the family dynamic that was presented in the movie. However, he must know how he must know how I think already because he, he, he went right down the line that I wanted him to go to. I was triggered by my own recent situation that that comes up a few times a year in my household. In the movie, Prince Akeem brings not only his long lost son home to Zamunda, he also brings his son's mother. Mm. And I thought to myself, where is the conversation? Where is his conversation with the queen? I thought this because my current situation, I sit as a stepfather, or as I would say, a father to my wife's first child. I have been around this child since the age of two. So they are my child in my eyes. The father communicates, not the father communicates, not very often and sees his child, maybe two times a year. And, and when he does, it's very unannounced. This causes problems for me due to the stress it places on my wife and the position it places me in and trying to encourage a relationship between a biological father and child. The lines were crossed in the most recent unannounced visit as this absent father felt comfortable enough to come into the home my wife and I share without either of our knowledge. Of course, I ran him out of there, <laughs> but my question, but I questioned my response. Was I wrong? Cause I thought to myself, where's the conversation with the King of Zamunda? I, I guess he's talking about his house. Mm -hmm. I'm on the front line TL and I need you to come on the line with me. Well, don't you worry. Cause your boy TL is coming on the line with you. I'm coming on the line with you. But as I was having this conversation about, uh, as I was having this conversation or I'm sorry, I'm not having this conversation as I was reading this email and thinking about what I wanted to bring up and have a show about when it came to coming to America, I did think about family dynamics. I thought about a plethora of family dynamics. Mm -hmm. We're going to touch on this email when I guess get it together. I don't know if he's ready or he's just saying, hey, forget the, forget the camera. If you, if you want to forget your camera, it's okay. If you want to forget your camera, you can come on and do audio stream. But as I as I read this letter, I thought about one person. Um, he said, "Forget the camera." No, he's um, he's he got ready to go. Okay, so um, I, I, as I read this as I read this email, and I started thinking about different family dynamics. Of, of course, I thought about uh, a, a child, an unannounced child entering into a family dynamic. Mm -hmm. I also thought about um, parents, unannounced parents entering into a family dynamic, mm -hmm. and I just thought about who do I know who has an amazing co-parenting or family dynamic. 
And I know me and you were talking, Dev, mm-hmm. and you was like, I don't know nobody who got no crazy, no really good um, dynamic when it comes to stepchildren or children that you're around right. on a regular basis. But I said, I do. I don't even understand this family dynamic. So I'm going to let him join the show and tell you about the family dynamic. Um, Frontline Stereo Podcast listener, welcome Trey Marshall to the Frontline Stereo Podcast. Oh, you everybody, got your, how y'all living out there? Up, you got your libations ready. Don't think you are alone. We have libations too, sir. Hey, man, I am over the age of 21, so I think it's legal. It's legal, <laughs> Pimp. <laughs> so we was having, do me a favor. Um, I know it looks like you're on your phone. Do me a favor and turn it the, the horizontal way so you can fill up the screen. There Boom. you go. There it is. Is that better? That's yeah. much better. I ain't, I ain't think you was gonna okay. change where you were sitting at though. You gotta sit down somewhere, man. <laughs> I'm about to get dizzy. Right. New phone, man. I'm trying to figure things out. Where the camera? You, you got it. You good? You I, good. We see you on the on the camera, pimp. Boy, I tell you, Frontline Stereo Podcast. Oh, okay, my bad. Some, we got some hell of a guest, Bill. Well, <laughs> 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 uh, but, but this one, this this one family, this one family, y'all. But and 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 I really did think of uh, of UT when I heard th- when I sat down and read this email did you did you get a chance to hear that email as i was reading it so i don't have to repeat myself uh yeah a little yes yeah, from yes from the call yes yeah so we have one of our listeners about the family dynamic of yeah looking at the family dynamics of 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 he was watching coming to america and he said he was triggered by not just him going to get the long lost son but this mom that just all of a sudden showed up in the in Zamunda with him, and she hey queen and doing all the extra stuff. Very, oh, don't uh, get me started on the movie. Super extra. Don't get me started on the movie. We gonna get on the movie too. Okay, super extra. But I wanted to have a discussion about family dynamics because you, my friend, you my you you my brother, my brother in family and in blood and and in fraternity. Yep, that's my shameless plug for Phi Beta Sigma as usual. Boy, <laughs> it, it don't never fail. Um. I, I wanted to pull you in because, sir, you are the only person that I know that has the family dynamic of you and your ex-wife. Not only do you guys get along, but you get along with the ex-wife. You get along with the ex-wife's um, new biological children. You get along with the the husband and I mean, I don't mean just get along, y'all. I mean, get along, like, to the point where, I, if I'm not mistaken, you've told me a story where you went to go visit your son in the state they lived in to see him play football. We stayed at their house. And you, you not just you, you and your whole family, right? When I say your whole family, I mean... Me, my wife, my two kids, yes, we stayed at her house. Talk to me about this dynamic, because this is a dynamic that I don't even know how to remotely set up. And I, the, the, when I when I look at this letter, I can only imagine him coming into his house and seeing this this child's father. Like he said, he ran him. He ran him up out of there. Like, how do you have a dynamic where you can go to your ex-wife's house and see the the other father see you and be like, oh, Trey, what's good, baby? Y- y'all stand with us this time? How do you have this dynamic set up, yeah. sir? Well, it didn't start out like that, honestly, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. We was we was we was at each other's throats when we you know when we first got divorced and everything. And honestly, what brought it together was uh my wife 
currently now and her husband currently now. That's what brought it together, honestly. Mm-hmm. They, they took it to the side and was like, you guys are, why are you guys at each other's throat? You guys don't realize, okay, it's not about you and your relationship. It's about the child. Right. You don't have to be best friends, but be cordial because he's seeing everything that's going on. Well, some um, would, to some the point would, of where, but some would contend being cordial would be like, I'm going to visit my son, family. We're going to go watch him play football. We're going to stay in a hotel. That's more than cordial. Yeah, I would say, right? So. Yeah, yeah. We Talk- got to, we finally got to that point where we were standing at their house, and what it was was, I had a conversation, a man to man conversation, with uh with her husband and. My wife had a, a woman-to-woman conversation with my ex-wife, and it was more so of why can't we get along? Mm-hmm. The child, the child, didn't ask none of this. You know, he he was brought into the situation. Right. So I told him, you know, as long as I had, I had really had really one rule, the main rule. I was like, one thing, he's not, he can't call him father. He can't call him dad because he's not his dad. Mm-hmm. So we came up and then he called him pops. I'm cool with that, no problem. But I I reached out to him. And I told him, I was like, you know, I appreciate you coming into my child life and being a positive role model for times that I can't be there, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that took a lot out of me to do. That took a lot as, as a, as a man to see another man raising your child. Cause I only seen my son at that time in the summertime. Right. Because you, so, when, when, cause you, know, when you but were living also, with him, so, you, I know a little bit of his business y'all because you weren't just a, a father who were, who was sitting at the crib and your wife was taking them to school, dropping them off to school, your wife, your ex-wife at the time, but your wife at the time, literally had to go away for basic training to join the military and you were the full-time only parent in his life at that time no part-time parent correct. for you that's correct and that mm-hmm. that was a hurdle when when my son was gone when when they took him from me well i ain't gonna say they took him from me mm-hmm. but yes when they took him from me that, that that hurt that hurt bad that hurt a lot so it, that that took that's where the hurt was and that's where it, the hate at that time for her came from me mm-hmm because I, I put that blame on her and it wasn't, it wasn't her fault. I mean, it was the state of Illinois, the state of Illinois said, Hey, he better off with her. And, Even you know, and honestly, what, 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 at that point in time, what, what, what helped a lot was my mom. She said, sweetie, you're not ready at this point in time in your life to be a single father. Mm-hmm. You know, you work in two jobs, you, you work in a part-time job just to pay for daycare and pay for people to watch him. She's like, at that point in time, God knew what he was doing. It, he he knew that you're a good father, but you weren't ready to be a single father. And, you know, and I was, I was mad at my mom at that time, too. I was like, how are you going to say that about me? Um, but looking back, that it was. I really wasn't ready. I really wasn't ready. I still wanted to hang out, go out, you know, go to the clubs and everything. I was I was 24, 25. Mm-hmm. I was and me. I was still young. So um, that 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 took a, a toll on me. But um, we became close. Like I said, after I had a heart to heart and I told him, you know, he told me I would never try to replace you as a father because I wasn't, I don't want to use this as a, a, a derogatory term, but it is a derogatory, a deadbeat father. I was still in his life. Like I could call the school, get his school records for him wanted to. He couldn't leave the state without my permission. Like he couldn't do things like I could call and do everything I wanted to. We were, we were literally co-parenting from over a thousand miles away. She would call me and be like, hey, he wants to do football. What do you think? You know, mm-hmm. or this happened to Trayvon, you know, what do you think? So we both were still talking. We just couldn't stand the sight of each other. Right. Uh, but you got but, um, but having the conversation with him, he was like, he, I'm not trying to replace you as a father. Mm-hmm. I know you're his father and you're in his life. He's like, I am just trying to be a positive role model as a man in his life while he's in, while he's in my house. And 
I couldn't hate on that. I mean, honestly, I mean, how could you? Even like the movie Coming to America. I mean, that's why he said, I'm not going with my mom. He's like, it's not about her. It's about him. Right. It's about the child. And ultimately, that's what it is. Um, to this day, though, my daughter says she has three brothers. She has her older brother from my ex-wife. She has her brother now from my current wife. And then my ex-wife has another son. My, my daughter will tell you she has three brothers. Mm-hmm. Her son will tell you he has two brothers and a sister. It's like we, we are really the abnormal family. Yeah, like We have a dynamic that probably is less than 10% in the world. I mean, like, look, shout out to you because I don't know how you do it because, you know, Family, family, family. We are, you You know a little bit of my situation and those who are listening on the Frontline Stereo Podcast on a regular, when I do have a chance to talk about my, have an open discussion on my, my personal situation, we know I'm not in, I'm definitely not in that situation. <laughs> I would, I, I'd relish just a little bit of that, uh, of, of that situation. But it, it, it brought me to another question that I had. <laughs> look, look, I'm telling y'all that coming to America, if you really sit down and just let it come on to you, you can have some of these d- dynamic discussions. I know we're going to talk about it, but this, another thing that it, it, it brought my attention to was, do you know your father's backstory? Do mm. you know the backstory on, on why you are not, why your father's not in your life or, or, or what's going on? You know, it's easy for a child to take a mother's uh, a mother's side because that's the custodial parent that they see every day. That's where he's at. Right. Generally, fathers have to leave the house. And when I sit and watch Coming to America, I was triggered. And I was triggered in a way where I said, so Prince of King in the storyline, we know we, we all don't like the storyline, but in this storyline, Prince of King had this long lost son from a one night stand um, for bumping uglies with Leslie's character. And he just came back to America in the life of this kid. And this kid took to him. So immediately when you go through a divorce and they see the ugly, the kids see the ugly part. It's easy to mm-hmm. just go and gravitate to mom's yep. side yep. or the, or whoever that custodial parent is. But I ask for those kids out there who's been in, who, who, who have been in a situation like this, do you know the backstory? Do you know what happened? Do you know I just didn't get up and leave? I was asked to leave. And I was asked to leave because it was better for you guys. Do you know that we, we chose this route because it was better for you? Do you know why do you do you know I was experiencing depression? Whatever the, the backstory is. I even think about what, what's what's in the news today, all this Kirk Franklin mess. Oh my god. The the Kirk Franklin mess where his son did the PAB. He was a punk ass bitch and recorded his daddy. Everybody owned Kirk Franklin. Oh, Kirk Franklin's supposed to be this man of God and he's supposed to present himself that way. And we all backslide. Yeah, why are we talking about Kirk Franklin? Let's talk about his punk ass bitch son and what dynamic <laughs> played into. Let, let, let's talk about the dynamic that played into having his son do something. At, he recorded his daddy. You That means he knew his father was going to respond that way. And for him to do something like that, truly, I don't think he really understands the dynamic of what he went through or knows his father's backstory. Because if he knew and understood his father's backstory, that punk ass bitch shit wouldn't have happened. See, I, I didn't know my father's backstory until I was uh, I'm pretty much grown. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I don't think that's a norm for people to know 
the father's backstory. It's not because it's mama's baby I, and daddy's and try, maybe. And and is it is it mama's baby, daddy, daddy's maybe. Ma- mama's baby, daddy's maybe. So that is that them trying but to But I didn't know my child? father's backstory until I became a father. Yep, it, talk dude. And I, it was because it was because I was always the one I was son, I'll play baseball, play football, complain like all these other dads are out there. Where is my dad? How come my dad? I didn't realize until I became a father the responsibility that he had mm-hmm. to provide. Right. And, that was his I job. I don't think that's I don't think he was we working two or three jobs to provide. Right. I don't I don't think we have that conversation enough. I, I'm, I'm, I'm literally watching this movie and starting to have conversations with people. And yes, all this is coming from coming to America. <laughs> these these dynamics were presented in the movie. Um, Kirk Franklin and his son have other issues. I, yeah, I agree. Kirk Franklin and his son does have, they do have other issues. He probably knows something that Kirk Franklin don't want the world to know is the issue that I think they really have. But that might be the issue. However, <laughs> this comes down to, I, I seen another question out there. Somebody said understanding can be had on both parts. I agree. Just what, what was presented in coming to America was these two families that had decided that no one meant this. Um, no one meant for this to happen. Because remember when he said it, he's like, y'all know I was a hoe back then. Right. <laughs> and he's like, oh, mama, I ain't want to hear that. But he was old enough to have heard that. You know, he what, he 32, 33 years old, whatever like he was that. supposed to be. Yep. They had made an intentional effort to say, hey, this ain't got nothing to do with you. Um, it's not your fault. I mean, not, it, does, it has everything to do with you, but it's not your fault. Right. We both made some mistakes and we're going to come together and make this happen. And, and those I are see, conversations as parents have to have with their kids. Those are conversations. Not only do you have to have with kids, but like I like that comment out there, Stephanie Carter, thank you for your comment. Understanding can be had on both parts of the family. And, and what it drew me to was what type of child do you want to raise? Because, if you want to take the punk ass bitch, PAB, let me say PAB and be a little bit more PC. Mm-hmm. If you want to take my mama the, might be listening. Your mama might be listening. Okay, mama, I'm sorry. If you want to take the <laughs> PAB approach. Right, I got family listening. This is this is this is where look at what type of child you're gonna end up raising. They might because they don't know that backstory, whether that be the backstory of the father, and I'm saying that because I'm coming from that point of view, and it could be coming from the backstory of the mother, but you have to sit down and have that conversation with not just um, the father and the mother, but you, you just you have to have that conversation with the child so they look, understand I mean, how it well, got here. At, I know we're talking about I know this is coming to America, but I mean, but look at Black Panther. It was the same situation. He didn't know the backstory. Oh wow! You and look what happened. See, y'all gonna quit talking about these black movies. Oh, that wasn't that great. It put all these black people to work. I didn't think of that. And they got backstories that y'all not paying attention to. Let's talk about some of these backstories. Women, I'm, I'm, I didn't know which way I'm I was. Smarter gonna, than I look. You look, you, you are smart. <laughs> you, we got the same blood. I'm telling you, there's multiple stories and conversations to be had from this. I had a a real struggle when I read this letter. Because or the email, because I didn't know which angle I wanted to come from. Because I'm a fa- I'm a I am a child of a single parent home where I did not know my father's backstory, and I'm also a father who has been pushed out of the lives of his own children. I didn't know which angle to come from because I knew what it was like to grow up without my father, and I used to hear T you can, and you can vouch for this. I used to hear this thing over and over again, driftwood. He wasn't nothing but a piece of driftwood that came floating past and and what happened happened. But he he not worth nothing. And 
I, I caution parents to be aware of the words that they're using around their children yes. because that was the consistent term that was used. And now that I'm in the situation that I'm in where I'm pushed aside and my children are not in my life, could, could is that what the mother of my children is saying? Oh, your father wasn't nothing but a piece of driftwood, even though we spent 19 years together. Mm. <laughs> your, your father wasn't nothing but a piece of driftwood. That's because she's deterring from my backstory. Women, I'm, I know I, I say this a lot. I, I don't know if y'all heard me say this a lot. You have to talk to the other women who are in these situations because for as men, we have these conversations. If you not taking care of your kids, you can't even hang out with me at all. Right. You not even in this circle. We don't even have it. Oh man, I was trying to skip child support. You know that. No, nah, bro. You got a moral responsibility. Forget what the state trying to do. I, if, if that's, man, the, route, that's as, the route, look, if you're not, if you're not, not even taking care of your kids, if you're not, if, if your whole family dynamic is, off of what I believe in, I can't. I can't deal with you, man. I got we not rocking people in my circle. We gotta ro- we gotta roll together. People in my circle, we roll together. Right. So if you know, you're not even, well, I believe you know people in my circle believe in everything. You, right. and, and you you see the care that goes into how we even address people. Like you you're not rocking in our circle. So women, y'all got women out there that you know right now that's in your circle that's sitting up there talking about. I seen him on Facebook. And his new car should take his ass back to the court for more child support. Or you you seen him? Or you seen that woman go? I don't know what he think I'm supposed to do. Um, he need to just come over here and take care of his son. Maybe like, but but girl, you don't want him to see him. Yeah, I don't want that that lose. I ain't even gonna take him to court because I don't want him to see his kids. Right. These are the these are the things that I hear coming out of women's mouths. I need y'all to step up and tell your trifling friend you're trifling. And you need to fix this situation because it's not good on on the kid. What you said, T, it wasn't even you guys were smitten, blinded by the rage or the emotions that you guys had. And it took your wife and her husband to come to you guys and sit you down and say, it's not about y'all. So women. Men, I those those people that you might find in your circle talking crazy because I'm telling you guys around me we don't have guys around me that that act like them. Do we do we, we don't we, hang around those guys? We don't. T, we don't hang around those guys. But if we catch somebody talking that crazy, we absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, we say you talking crazy, bro. Yeah. But women, because I'm good to tell my story to anybody, anybody because in a like I said I'm a crazy situation. Y'all, bro, I don't even know how you get you. I don't even know how you get to your situation. Cause I, I, I going back to the letter, right? Let's go back to the email real quick. The email you know stated. I would say, I would say, you know what, you know what it was. What, what kind of also to help get to that situation was being happy in your life. Hmm. You have to be happy because a lot of people that that get divorced and hate on the other spouse or the ex or whatever. They still doing it because they're not happy in their situation. They ain't happy. So they want that hate. They they want that hate to come on that person. They they're want them to, to be just as sad energy. as they are. They're you know. Trying to transfer that but energy. at the time, and that happened. She, I mean, we wanted honestly crazy. We get we got both got married. I think a couple months apart. I mean, it was crazy. Like our sons, our our youngest sons, is let's see, August, September, October, November, December, five months apart. So I mean, it's. Uh, it's crazy. I, I just it's want to like point was, out something. We just couldn't get along. I just but, want to point out the fact that he knows how old her son is. 
What'd you say? That, this is I, I'm I'm pointing out that the fact that yeah. you know how old January, her Jan- son is. January nineteenth is his birthday. That, see, this ain't a regular dynamic, and I want to point yeah. this out because we go to birthday parties almost every year. I we go down there to see him. I mean, my son is in college now. We go down there. We go down there and see some of his games. I absolutely believe that men have a we do have a switch dude mm-hmm. and we take so much care and care we we're really careful about the words we're using most the, the responsible guys the words we're using when we're talking about that mother or that ex mm-hmm. and we're responsible the responsible guys are very caring about the whole presentation around this family dynamic as we present it to children mm-hmm. I don't think women take that same response and getting back to the email T I want you to weigh in on this and Devin, I want you to weigh in on this too, because one of the things that stood out was when he said, I ran him up out of that. Oh, he ran him up out of the house because this two times a year, as you say, derogatory term, this deadbeat dad, mm-hmm. he comes in the house unannounced without him knowing and without his wife knowing, so he, I mean, the way I'm picturing this thing is he walked up in his crib and seen this dude who he really don't like sitting in his house and he was placed in the position of, oh my gosh, <laughs> this dude that I don't like is in my house. This deadbeat dad who I'm taking care of their child. I've been taking care of this child since I was two. This dude is in my crib and I don't know why he thinks it's okay to sit in his crib. He said, where's the conversation with the king? So this is why I go back to the women. In this case, the women. Um, frontline and I would listeners, say that's a conversation that, yeah, she needs to have with that uh, baby daddy. Right, frontline listeners, that's, I definitely want her. you to speak up. You know, I see my boy out there, El Primo, the El Primo conductor. If you still out there listening, you can call in. Um, when matter of fact, yeah, put the link out there, Dev. I, I got there's some people out there who have some 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 dynamics that can, can that we can speak to um, with with this whole situation. But I want you to weigh in on that thought because you're a father who can actually go to your ex-wife's house and sit down and the father would come out and be like, hey, T, what's good? What's going on? Put yourself in the situation of this guy where this was a deadbeat father. What would, what, what what are we, women, people, call in, comment, whatever you want to do, weigh in and help me understand what is this guy, This because we, we want to give him advice, what is this guy supposed to do? He's put in a situation where, one, he's trying to make sure no undue stress comes to his household, his wife, but he's also placed in this awkward situation where I don't like this dude, but I still want to foster a relationship with her father, even though I feel like he's a deadbeat. What is he supposed to do? T, you I got think he one needs of to have one conversation with his wife. Hmm. What would you what would, what would you be conversation with to his the wife? wife? He need, okay, it's gonna sound a little crazy, but express his feelings, honestly. Just like, hey, this dude come around when he wants to, he do this and he do that. And yes, I understand it's his son, but he needs to respect me also as a man. Mm-hmm. As one. So that's what a lack of I would, respect no. is definitely not there. It's definitely a lack of respect. I mean, like you said, you, you walk respect. in your own house and he's sitting in their house with his feet up on your couch. A lack of respect coming from the deadbeat? From the Because I'm going to call it what it is. Y- y'all got a deadbeat on yes. this. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes, I, a lack of respect from him. I, so, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, so that's definitely a conversation. Because guarantee, guarantee, I would say it's probably, I don't know the percentage. 
if he put his hands on the baby daddy, wifey gonna interfere and talk about some don't touch him. Hmm. That's my baby daddy. I, I've seen it happen a lot. No matter how much they still got love for each other. Mm-hmm. I personally, yeah, I'm running them up out there too. I'm running them up out there also because you ain't. What are you? What are you doing? What are you providing to your son's life right now? Mm-hmm. That you that you can be that's beneficial for him. What are you teaching him that you know have babies and then come in every couple months when you want to? Man, look, I hope. What the are you women, providing for him? I hope the women who've been commenting out there, listening and and paying attention to this, because I don't know what your situation is, and I know some of you might have some some similar dynamic, but. Listen to the guys, man. We 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 lockstep when it comes to signs of disrespect. We can we can spot disrespect right away. Um, Dev, I I know you have a, a a situation that this might trigger. It's a little bit close to home. Like, what would you do if this was your situation? So, for <laughs> Dev, come on, let me get the average guy. Let's get the average guy's opinion. So, so for me. It would start off having the well. First, it would start off with me um, acting up a little bit. I'm a, I'm gonna be honest. I mm-hmm. would act, I would have to show show my butt a little bit. Um, you gonna put the paws on them? No, I wouldn't put the paws on them. But I would make sure, I would go out of my way to make sure that this person knows that this is not cool for you to be here. Be uncomfortable. And and I I won't be uncomfortable for you, especially when you pop in twice mm-hmm. a year or whatever whatever, whatever it, was. it is so um that that would be the first thing then the second thing like you said would be to have a conversation with the wife to, to let her know that this isn't cool um you're putting me in an uncomfortable position and and mm-hmm. i should not have to be in this position um and then if if that and from her reaction you'll know where she stands exactly exactly and if she had the wrong reaction then that's what I'm gonna have to put the paws on all of them. I'm just. I'm, no. <laughs> I keep a, I keep a bell. I keep my bell money to the side, then just hey, in case. Hey, right. Yeah, Y'all man. Got, man. Look, men are primal. I, 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 I think women forget. You know, you guys are emotional creatures. We're, we're more of a primal thought thinking creature and and sometimes our thoughts are not elevated thoughts they're they're very primal thoughts i i even had a conversation one time on the show when we were talking about you know signs of disrespect and and how to spot them for men and men's reaction and there was a um there was a therapist on the show and she said men don't act men don't react the same way as women react and when women have a reaction sometimes that reaction is tears or crying mm-hmm. well a man's reaction is not norm it's it's not it's it's not normally going to be him crying he's probably going to show you some physical and and I'm not talking about beating you up beating you up he's probably going to cuss he's probably going to hit his hands he might hit a wall he might bang on the table it could but whatever it is it's going to be a physical response because that's our nature and I'm, I'm and it takes i'm not saying there's not men who are elevated to be able to c- control that nature but you gotta re- you gotta remember in high emotional situation that key high emotional high emotional situations yes. that this is a natural response to his to this male nature mm-hmm. and i and i'm saying that for women out there that are listening to not immediately go to oh he's being violent oh he's being belligerent no he's in a high emotion emotional situation like you are and his response is something that's more physical rather than something that's more emotional because you do want a man 
And that, again, that physical don't mean putting his hands on you or choking you out or beating you up. He may show something that is physical, like a slamming his fist on the table or, or palming his or hitting the wall. It could be anything or going to break a garbage can or anything. Yeah, I'm probably telling on myself right now about all the things that I did. <laughs> garbage cans are expensive these days. Though, they, so I, don't, I don't, don't break, break no garbage cans don't no more. Don't break garbage cans. But, uh, yeah, these are, these are things that are emotional responses, but... T, I, I I definitely want to have you come in and, and really just speak to that those dynamics because this person said he on the front line and he wanted some um he wanted he he asked he questioned his response and he said was his response wrong? My initial thought was no, I would have ran him out out of there too. I don't I don't think so. It's, it, it, you are the king of the house. It's right. a lack of respect that he has for you as a man and as. A father, I mean, somebody raising like his, respect that he has, raising his child, right? And and then the other thing, right. that other thing is, I don't think I, I think the response that you should definitely have um, is to set some time aside for a calm conversation with the queen of the house, the queen of Zamunda, because just like he's just like just like we right. Eddie didn't, uh, Prince of King didn't have that conversation with his queen, right? He he needed to have that conversation with the queen of Zamunda as the king of Zamunda and sit her down and say, hey. This is what's happening, and I need you to be supportive of this, and I don't know what the response is going to be or the reactions are going to be, but this is what's going to happen, and this is how I want you to roll. Stephanie, you're trying to call in. But also— If you're trying to call in, hit that link in the in the, um, in the the comments, and you can definitely join us, because I want some women to weigh in. I don't know how old—I can't remember how old he said the age of the child, but how old is the son? Um, they didn't say how. It, it didn't even say son. It just said child. And they say oh, the child, he, they, okay, but still, around, it depends on the age. I mean, that's, that, that might be a conversation no, to explain to the child the dynamic that's going on, what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, children so, are smarter than we give them credit for. They are. So, what age do you have that that conversation? Is it is it the maturity level of of your child or whatever? Or I think so. The mature. Okay. Um, because until my son, my son probably was when I got him divorced. He might have been. Five or six, I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. He's 23 now. My ringtone for my ex-wife used to be DMX. Hey, we can't clear We can't get this clear. I don't know. And it took and it took my wife to say my every time that ringtone came on. Yeah, we can't get that clear. Cut it out. No, you're good. You're good. We just clean this clown. But but every time that ringtone came on, my son would be like at at Five, six years old, my son would be like, Dad, mom's calling. Mm. Just wow. and see that's that what song you resonated with my wife. Careful. Yeah, you was being reckless, wasn't you? See, that's reckless. I'm yeah, telling I was. you, you was being that, reckless. That, that, was that, that was that hate. That was that strong hate. My that wife was like, that that's a shame hate. that yeah. your son recognizes that song for him, for her. Right. It's it's, it's like y'all need to have a conversation. How my dad feel about my mom when she calls. And I know that song and I'm and that's drilled in his head. Yeah, you got it. Men and women. See but, I, but but I had a conversation with him, you no, know, and explained what was going on mm -hmm. and how things are going to be for the rest of his life, most likely. Man, I mean, and still to this day, I tell everybody I love her. Mm -hmm. I'm not in love with her. Ooh. She gave me my son, and he's awesome. So I love her for that. I love her for that. That little two point eight minutes or whatever, that, you know, Dang. satisfaction. Dang. <laughs> you said how many? Two point eight. Two point eight. Hey, people have been knocked out in the first round. <laughs> First round only three minutes. Is that good? Oh, I was like, look. Opinions expressed by TL are those solely of TL and no one else on the Frontline Stereo Podcast. 
But no, I think, uh, yeah, he has to have a lot. It's a, a, a lot of conversation that he needs to have. And I would honestly have a conversation, if possible, with the dad and the wife in the same room. Hmm. Reactions tell a lot. Your words say one thing, but reactions, your body language says a lot. A room outside the house, right? Because he, because them paws may get, them paws may get thrown. Look, listener, I know who you are, but I ain't gonna tell your whole business. I mean, I don't know who you are personally, but I, kn- I, I know your name from the email. <laughs> man, look, don't put no paws on nobody, man. Don't put no paws on nobody. I, I just need you to be calm in this nature. Be, be, take a, a, a calm. Be the bigger approach. man. The bigger man. Right. Take a calm approach, and yeah, I, I would absolutely say have a conversation with that, with the mother of your child of your child, you hear me saying your child and, and set some boundaries, man, set some boundaries for yourself so that we know what's unacceptable to both of us. And we, we can relay that to the biological father, because if he coming around twice, you just ain't finna mix up my, you ain't finna be a tornado in my crib and, and wreck my household. Um, the, right. the, the, the atmosphere in my house for the two times around you come a year. That ain't cool, man. But look, I'm gonna turn the corner. I'd be interested. Go it's ahead, still no, something simple, real quick. Also, I'd be interested to know what what does he call him? What does what does the child call the husband? The the what is? Does he call him dad? Does he call him pops? Does he call him by his name? Like what does he call him? You know, because that that's a respect thing. Also, I don't mean to put your business out there on on blast, Devin. What is your? I know he Devin has a stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. What does your daughter call you? Daddy. Oh, I, I mean, I don't know what I don't know in, in this situation. I don't know what they call them. I mean, so here's here's a question. That's, that's a respect thing. What? So that's a respect thing for. So it's not okay to pop off. Um, so her calling you daddy. Mm-hmm. Does she feel like she got a bonus dad? Or I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to figure out why. What what's your what's your response around or your question around? what she's calling or that child is calling that person if they call him dad or if they call him because because also for for me it was i am in my son's life Uh so that is not her that is not his father Mm -hmm. that is not his dad Mm -hmm. he might be taking he might be taking care of him and everything and i appreciate that and positive role model don't get me wrong but it's a difference in being in your son's being in your child's life and just situations where whether it's miles apart or whatever, or y'all got a divorce, you just can't be alone. And then if if I stepped away from the situation and wasn't in his life, then yes, I have no problem with them calling him dad, father, whatever you want to call him. But if I'm in your life, if I'm taking care of, I'm still taking care of, and I'm not talking about child support because that's not just taking care of a child. I'm talking about helping you with homework, you know, over the phone or on computers and things like that, doing little things that if I was there, I would be doing face to face. I am still your father. Mm-hmm. I'm still your dad. Okay. And I think that's a big difference. Look at my wife, my wife out there. I call my mom, mom, and I call my stepmom by her name. See? See, I, I call I call my stepmom by her name too, but that's just because we didn't have no healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. So it was it was by her first name all the time. I you know it's it's weird. So See? I, I have my my stepfather. Kind of a respect thing. My stepfather, I call him by his name or the nickname that we use. I say B. Mm-hmm. What's going on, B? How you doing, B? Mm-hmm. But if people are talking to me about him, they'd be like, "Who's that guy over there?" It's like, "Oh, that's my father." Mm-hmm. Like I'll I'll say that's my dad. Like, yes, she do. Yes, she do. Yeah. So it's it's, it's interesting. I would um, never call her 
because I like you say I was still I was living with my mom <laughs> mm-hmm. and I would see them on the weekend. You know, I, my my dad was in my life, so I saw him every weekend. Um, it was it was one time she was like, "You can call me mom." Like I could. Nah. <laughs> like, you said I could, but like I could, I could. But that ain't happening. Nah. Look, I want you to stay on with me because I know you anxious to do this. I know you anxious to do this. I we we talked about the serious stuff. I know it's crazy that coming to America, coming to America could spark these type of conversations. And y'all know I don't do a regular movie review. It's gonna be something else attached to it, just like I did Judas and the Black Messiah. It's something else attached to it. We had the conversation where we attached the family dynamics and father's backstories and all that thing. If you wanna look at look more or have uh uh you wanna see a podcast with additional discussion about the father's backstory, I definitely encourage you guys to go out and check out the Brown Spade and they had i think it's called i think they named it the kurt franklin effect um that's really about father's backstory i definitely encourage you to go support those guys i'm throwing throw, throw them a little love and it's a great conversation i get real personal so throw, throw them a little love and go and, and go check out the brown spade podcast it's amazing conversations going on over there but i want to have a conversation about this movie like a real conversation let's do a movie review now i, I want to go first go <laughs> boom no, please let me go first. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so, so I'm going to just do this. I'm going to do the first part. So when this movie started off, uh-huh. I'm excited. I'm ge- I'm ready. It's been 30 years. Well, for me, you know, I didn't see it when I, but anyway, I'm ready for this thing to go. They started off coming in Zamunda and all this kind of stuff and it looked good and the, the, on the midnight train to the moon. So, so that that you know the whole thing about Simi and the king when he was laying in the bed. Oh, that was funny and and all of this and the 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 son. Um, was that after? That was after. That was after. So he's sitting there having the funeral. Uh-huh. I want to have my funeral now while I'm alive. While I'm alive, y'all. I want y'all to throw the roses at me I, before I die. Before I die, you know, I'm like, ooh, it's a little weird. I thought he might have been laying up in the bed. I didn't know he's gonna be standing up in the coffin. Yeah, that was that was that was kind of weird. Morgan Freeman come out there. Oh, I'm like, oh, Morgan in here. Man, you sound like you got that Morgan Freeman voice. Go ahead. He Morgan in there. So I'm like, yeah. He he, and you know, Morgan Freeman got that voice. He's doing it. He's like, I present to you in vogue. Hey, you couldn't tell me nothing. And then and then salt and pepper come in and they doing their little thing. What a king, what a king, what what a king, what a mighty good king. Mighty, mighty good king. So you you it it, it gets you. It got you. It got me. It got you. It got me. And then so I'm like you over there shaking your head. So I'm like, yeah, so this is good. This is great. And and uh Morgan Freeman come out and do his monologue that they never had sex again. Mm Mm-hmm. And he he almost said until you saw that he, he almost said it. And then Gladys, ooh. So what what are you saying? What are you saying about it? Get to it, man. Hold you, on, I just got the. I'm just I got. I'm so excited about this. Let me let me get there. I'm getting there. You're the dude who liked Hamilton. See see see. I'm about to I'm about to turn over this set. Hold on hold on hold on. Hamilton. Okay hold on hold on. So Gladys Knight come out, you know, doing this. And then all this dynamic stuff. And then the king say, son, remember what I told you. We were I'm, tr- I'm going to, to die, die now. now. <laughs> that was about right. the worst part of the movie to me. But yeah, look, yeah, look, look, yeah, we got yeah. a comment coming in. We have a comment coming in. Marcy says, I feel it was a prequel. We were cheated the, the sequel too long in between. Hey, look. 
again, it was. That was a problem. Go Me, ahead, T. You gonna go? go I'll go agree with that. The, the movie was horrible. Oh. Horrible. The story was. It was. Crash. It had its funny points. It had its funny parts. Don't get yes. me wrong. Mm-hmm. I put it on the same level of the Wayne's Brothers scary movies. The comedy was just. It was like slap comedy. The acting to me was bad. Horrible. It had all. Think about it. one of the best scenes that coming to the first coming to America was the barbershop scene. That barbershop scene was horrible. Horrible. D Stone, I don't know if you're watching because T on there or your boy on here. D Stone, come on the show with me, man. <laughs> come on, you should it was, call it. It was bad, man. I think you got dynamics. I mean, too, I like I like the story. I like the storyline and how they how they said you know how the son was born. I mean, how, you know how he had a son and everything. The storyline was great. I think it, I think it very it did very well as far as bridging the gap between the first one and the second one. Mm-hmm. But it was just. It was just uh if I was if I'd have paid money for a ticket, I'd have wanted my money back. Oh, it was oh. it was horrible, man. Oh, okay, okay. Look, um, now I got to stop y'all. This is the Frontline Stereo Podcast hosted by TL. This is where I'm finna stop y'all. Just because it's your show, you can just talk yeah, over I, everybody. I huh? can do that. I can do that. Hey, I do I, I'm running the board. I'll <laughs> unplug. I, 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 I turn it off. You, matter of fact, put my face on the screen only since y'all want to talk. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, I do this. I, hey, he gonna do this. I, I, make me the little good. Little I, I do this right here. I ain't going look, nowhere. Look, so the movie. I think we have to be careful when we're talking about because if you if you were listening at the front front part of the show, the front part of the show, this movie put six thousand black people to work, six thousand black people to work. If you don't like the 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 writing or the directing or the acting of the movie, just go watch it again on Amazon Prime just so it can get his numbers up because that movie put six thousand people black people to work. On top of that. It gave Does me that make it good? Hold on, hold on. Yes, it makes it good. This is why it's good in my eyes. Let me let me let me continue. It's also good in my eyes because it gave us a a a, a, a multitude of conversations we can have. Just look look at what we got out of this family dynamics, father's backstory. Um, uh, you said it the other day when we was talking about it. Perpetual stereotypes being perpetuated um, about black people, like every black person not ghetto. It gave us a multitude of topics that I could go into and that we could talk about just having a conversation about um ab- about this movie. But that's just because it was written so poorly. That's why we oh, can it, have no, these it had, conversations. It had, a, it, it had a lot of it had a lot of like right, 2020 the, kind of thing references and everything also thank, in it. Thank yeah. you, Damien. Thank you, sir. It, this is during the Rona. They was working six thousand people. You should like it based off of that alone. Stop talking bad about it, man. Because if we talk bad about it, people ain't gonna do nothing with it. Stop talking bad about it. Those six thousand people put how much money in my pocket? Look, look. Okay, but here we go. They took some money from your pocket. You helped feed some people. But here we go. Well, no, nah, Disney. This uh, is Amazon take. did that. This is T's <laughs> take on why I really like this movie. Not because of my shirt. This is T's take on why I really like the movie. In America today, you know I'm coming with the curveball. Here come the curveball. The black curveball, because you know it's a culture show. In America today, where we see a multitude of movies and shows that perpetuate black stereotypes uh, or hood activity or hood role portrayals that are all portrayed by British actors. This is the one movie where American black people got to play Africans. Hey, watch out now. <laughs> this is that movie. Hey, man, look, do you realize? Showing how hood they are. Oh, my gosh. No, they got the. They yes. Got, no, yes. No, 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 because 
because Eddie Murphy played Prince or King. He was a prince. The queen was a queen. Look at how hood the mama was. Look how hood the son was. Look how hood Wesley Snipes was. Hey, they was from America. Oh my gosh, Wesley Snipes was hood as I don't know. No, he, but he got to play an African. He was one of the Africans. And his son. Oh my God. He was one of the Africans. Look, dude, his sister, they still hear his sister barking like a dog. <laughs> she still barking like a dog, but she got to play an African. We got, we got movies out there. What's the movie that you, that you, that that all our wives like, or the show that all our wives by Shonda Rhimes, Bridgerton, Regine, Jean Page. I don't he, do Shonda Rhimes. He is not a black guy. Well, he's a black guy, but he's a British black guy, not an American black guy. But that's okay for him because he was in his lane. But um, Ben, uh, Kins, Kinsley, Ben Adir. If I don't know if you watched the the One Night in Miami movie where they had the Mount when they had Malcolm X and the Champ and, and that was a good um, movie. That was a good movie. Guess who? Guess who played Malcolm X? A British dude. <laughs> he's British. Hey, um, most most. A lot of white people being played by Canadians. Hey, <laughs> so I mean, and, and then and then that um the show that I love with the lawyer in it um um for life the one that's produced by Fifty Cent the black guy the main character this hood dude who ran a club and was in jail he 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 got the accent and everything Nicholas Pennock he British too and I can even go back as far as as back in the day y'all remember y'all did y'all watch Five Bloods. That came on Netflix. That was a Spike Lee thing. Five Bloods. I know y'all looking at that movie. Y'all thinking like, okay, T, which one of them dudes was British in there? Our boy Delroy Lindo is that not from like America. It was about three either. hours, four, four hours long, wasn't it? Delroy Lindo is not from America either. This is the one time that we didn't have to worry about Daniel Kaluuya coming on stage. This is that would have been proper. He would have had the right accent. He wouldn't have been out there talking about I am a revolutionary, trying to play a black guy. <laughs> And a, a black guy from America, he would have been in his element doing his thing as one of the prince. Why they ain't let him play Wesley Snipes? But I'm okay that Wesley Snipes played because finally the Americans have taken over the British African invasion. <laughs> this was one of the movies that allowed us to do that. Even the dude on, I don't know if y'all watched, you watch Snowfall? Snowfall. Even the, the mm. main character in Snowfall saying he from British, he Britain, be a black British too. Man, look. This is the one movie that put 6,000 people, what you say, Damien, during the row, row to work. It got, it got Americans who was able to play Africans instead of African-British people playing black Americans from the hood or whatever they from. We finally got to play our own roles, whether it was stereo perpetuated, whether it was a stereotype perpetuated or not. We got to be the people in the roles. So that's why I like coming to America, and and, and it was slap. I like slap comedy. I like that stuff. I didn't. I didn't go oh, into yeah, it with no crazy expectations. Okay, so you did all of that. You sitting here and facts. You, you gonna tell me? I'm not even putting that on the screen. Facts. Damien, uh, write it 17 times. or not putting it on the screen. So you gonna sit and tell me that this stuff? Like I get the the dynamics of the six black people we get that hold on hold on hold on let me do this because you i'm not i'm not keeping you big nah <laughs> nah put you on the big screen there and I, I just had to take him off of it but six thousand black people i get that we, the black people get to play their own roles yay but this for for it to be a classic this was this is coming to america as a staple in the black community when it comes to movies how did this storyline, this trash storyline, even like how, 
It was written by the same writers, directed by the same directors. Okay. And here's it was, a, here's but the it crazy was, tr- it's, if, if it was written, trash, it's trash. We called it trash. You got people out there calling it trash, and they had virtually the same jokes. He, what is this velvet? He still said that. What is this velvet? Okay, so the, those are the comedy aspects in it. It was very nostalgic. I'm talking about the storyline itself was garbage. It was it, well, they didn't pay enough attention. Okay, I'll say this: they didn't pay enough attention to the love the love story. Eddie Murphy got paid a hundred a hundred nine million dollars. Devin, wake up! Who cares? I'm not Eddie Murphy. Uh, Eddie Murphy got paid a hundred and and ninety million dollars. Great for Together. Eddie. To give us a, 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 a sense of nostalgia. Great for Eddie Murphy. During the Rona when we, we needed it. We could have had uh, a thing that Will Smith did. I think that... Man, they, they that would, sexual chocolate that, back out That, that would have been better for me as opposed to this garbage. Eddie Murphy got $190 million. Great for Eddie Murphy. Shame Ooh. on you. Uh, this is this is Pluto Nash too, in my opinion. Eddie Murphy has made okay, so this is another thing. Eddie Murphy made a lot of terrible movies after he came out with Professor uh, Another Professor. Another Professor. He did make a lot of ter- Pluto Nash was bad. All uh, he had a string of terrible movies, and I feel like this was another terrible movie that he signed off on. Look here, he it's got a, he, his po- his his pockets got fat. He employed them six thousand people, but they're giving this to us. We are we are the and consumer, we, and we need to support it because us don't get a lot of uh, of stuff they give to us. That, but they give us trash. I feel like and we, and said, we put the cling on to I feel it. Like Listen, said it was it was too long of a wait, and we wanted more. We wanted more. We wanted oh, better. Oh, oh, remember remember when this situation happened when when Jesse Smollett said two Africans was chasing after him. And, you know, a lot of people just shut up. They didn't say. We believe you, Jesse. They just shut up. Hey, I think this is the situation where the black people who don't want to talk get it good about it. Just need to shut up. So, so because right now you are getting in and out of my pockets. Well, boy, I tell, <laughs> I, I tell you, I, you know, I go back to my home country because your you, boy, you make me real crazy right now. I tell you, I tell you one thing. So, so Trey, l- let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I understand. Okay. I get the, I, the, all of this. How what? How did you feel? Because I heard his. I need to hear yours. I like maybe I glossed over. What was you your glossed life? over? Because I didn't like. About I did not said. like the movie. T- say you like it. I'm gonna hold you down and put your arm behind your back until you tell me. It no, was I, a, I it did was a, not. I did not like it. Good it. For the culture. Mm-hmm. Say it was I wouldn't. Good for I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch it again. I wouldn't buy it on DVD. At I all. would not go see it. I would not. I would not eat green ants and ham. <laughs> <laughs> Man, look. I would not watch it on a boat. I would not watch it on a train. I would not watch it with my friend, even if we're on a plane. plane. Look, I knew you guys. Look, T, I appreciate you coming on to talk about the family dynamic. It was such a pleasure having you on the Frontline Stereo Podcast. We are coming up on that hour long, hour strong. Y'all know we got a power hour up on the front line. I appreciate all you guys' comments out there. But it's time to wrap it up. T, again, I thank you. Um, much, much respect. I mean, dude. Who has a family dynamic like that? If y'all if y'all missed the first part of this show when we were talking about how coming to America inspired a conversation about family dynamics, T has a very interesting family dynamic. And oh my gosh, that it's got to be in the top one percentile, sir. I know you said in the top 10 percentile, you got to be in the one percentile. I don't know no family who I don't know no 
ex-wife and ex-husband who get remarried and they can spend the night over each other's house with their current wife and husband and children. That is amazing. You're doing an amazing job. Look, clap it up for them again. That is an amazing job you're doing to set your personal emotions aside and, and only deal with your kid. I hope he has a level of respect for his mother and father, cousin, I'm talking to you. I hope you have a level of respect for your mother and father to be able to provide you um, that to, to be able to be that type of person, to be the bigger person and set that to the side. But let's get a tease take. Yep. Boom. boom my producer on it today. Cause I let him talk about coming to America. I ain't going to let you talk about coming to America. <laughs> no moto. You hush your mouth. 6,000 people. And the, the Americans got to be the Africans. Hush your mouth. <laughs> tease take. We got music with this. Oh, <laughs> we got me. Look, he on it today. Tease take. My take is, Hush your mouth. Don't say nothing. Just like when this situation happened, shut up. Don't say nothing. And when you're on the plane and you know you're going to fall asleep, just like my wife do, just play the movie and just let it play because we need to get the count up. It puts 6,000 black people to work during the Rona. The Africans got the, the Americans got to play the, the Africans that the British use because they're replacing us in our own country. The, they using black British actors and actresses to replace us. The woman who about to play Aretha Franklin was the same woman who played Harriet Tubman. And she is a British actress. A black British actress. We got the swag. We know the American culture and we can send this stuff through the roof the right way. That's my take. Like coming to America. If not, I'm going to see you on the front line. <laughs> That's what it is. Everybody, thank you for coming out. Go catch up on the shows. Um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and we are live on Facebook every Thursday or three on one off on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Marcy, Jaron, Zenda, B-Stone, everybody who is out there, um, uh, even the new listeners I've seen out there, I appreciate you guys coming out. And the El Primo Conductor, thank you for joining us. You can now back off the front line.